The following is a production of SAK Digital Ventures. Welcome to Cigars and Sports Chicago, a place where you can sit back, relax, smoke a cigar, and talk about Chicago sports. Now, here's your host, Steve Cass. Welcome to Cigars and Sports Chicago, episode 48, Bears Draft Edition. You have entered the best place for cigars and Chicago sports. Let me set the scene as I usually do. We are at 5236 Main Street in Downers Grove, Illinois, in the Cigars and Sports Chicago studios. What is the place, you may ask? The place is a cigar lounge. It's a great place to hang, smoke a cigar, watch a game, argue about inappropriate topics, including politics, sports, or whatever else there may be. And also, you can follow us on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, sometimes known as X. I don't really get that whole thing. The branding doesn't seem to be uh, sticking, but in any regard, at Cigars and Sports. And you can get this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. but you know that because you're listening to a podcast. As always, I want to introduce my co-host, Phil Sullivan. Phil is in a remote location in uh, Michigan today, uh, but he's ready to go. He's fully engaged. Phil, how are you? What are you smoking? What's going on? How's everything? Everything's good. Yes, I'm up at uh, the Great North Woods, uh, one of my favorite places. So, uh, yeah, everything's great. Uh, weather's fine. Uh, just enjoyed a nice uh, Fuente cigar outdoors in uh, almost 7-degree weather, which is really kind of cool for this time of year. But, uh, yeah, nothing else. Just uh, getting ready. A little lull in sports right now. And by next week, we'll have some Big Ten and conference tournament basketball and then on to the famous big dance but uh right now it seems uh as i think we're going to head into a topic of uh nfl draft seems to be all the talk right now so now's as good a time as any before we get a little sideways with some basketball for the next month uh but uh no that's about it yeah, we're not going to talk about the draft we're going to talk about the bottom half of the chicago white Sox roster today so hopefully you're ready with that we're going to talk about some superstars like Nikki Lopez and Jesse Chavez. I'm just kidding. All right, so let's talk about Bears football. It's very interesting because the Chicago Bears are basically owning the offseason. They're an extremely unique position in that they have the first overall pick for the second consecutive year. Um, they are arguably the have the best roster of any team to ever have the first overall pick, which is actually probably a great deal for whoever the first overall pick, Caleb Williams, is going to be, being that they're going to be coming into a really, really good situation. The Bears also are obviously um, in the process of attempting to move Justin Fields, which I assume that they will in the very near future, maybe even as soon as today, based on what's out there. But as we follow the combine this week, and if you're crazy enough to do that, and you just consider the options that the Bears have, they really are dominating the offseason. So it's kind of it's kind of fun for us to watch. We'll see if that translates into wins. But before we even start talking about that, 
You know, I just got to say, so I am that guy. I have probably watched over the last couple of days about three hours of the Combine. And some of the stuff is really boring. You know, I do find the uh, the 40 times to, to be pretty interesting. I'm not sure that I'm interested that much in the broad jump and the long jump. But some of the stuff today I thought was incredibly interesting. The wide receiver shuttle stuff, some of the, some of the quarterback drills, that Josh Allen drill. And it is really interesting because, you know, a couple of examples – um, you know, guy who set that uh, who set that shuttle drill la- uh, record last year was actually Puka Nakua from BYU, who obviously was drafted in the fifth round and then uh, caught for 1,486 yards and ninth in the league in receiving. Guy was incredible, but he set the record in that drill. Well, maybe that drill should have told him that he should have been drafted sooner based on the fact that he was drafted in the fifth round. You know, Josh Allen really popped on that deep ball drill a few years ago. My God, the Tennessee quarterback, um, Joe Milton, frankly had no idea who the hell the guy even was. What an unbelievable arm. Does that mean he's going to be a great quarterback? No, but I just thought it was interesting because I had never heard of him. And then on the other side of that, Bo Nix, who the rap on him is that he doesn't have a deep ball. He was absolutely terrible in the deep ball drill today, which I thought was, was sort of interesting as well. So who knows what it means, but I do find it to be a really interesting data point. I thought it was somewhat enjoyable to watch today based on the fact that there's not a lot of other stuff to watch. But before we even go into the uh, to the draft stuff and the off, off the whole offseason of the Chicago Bears, thoughts on uh, the Combine? Because I know you're a huge fan. Uh, yeah, same thing. I watched uh, more of it yesterday than I've watched in my life combined. You know, one thing that stuck out to me was uh, you know, you want you see some of these way these guys run and cut and all the stuff they're trying to do. Uh, I'm shocked that nobody gets injured uh, doing it, um, but uh, they are great athletes, so hopefully they're ready for the combine. But uh, yeah, I mean it's you know you watch the quarterbacks line up at the goal line and throw long passes. Once again, there's nobody rushing them. There's nobody. They're not scrambling. They're not. They're all great athletes, so they should be able to just launch a pass every now and then. And then you got receivers catching balls with nobody on them, and so uh, some of that stuff is, you know, I think you get more better intel just watching them during the season than seeing them stand there and just toss them. Well, I agree. I just think or, all I'm saying is it's just an interesting data point. I don't think it's one or right. The other. It is. I don't think it's right, one or the right. other. You know, I'm just saying. I just find it boring as a. Uh, as a viewer, I, I don't see a lot of excitement in it. And like, I agree with you, watching the 40-yard dash, it's like watching the 100-yard dash in the Olympics. It's, it's once every four-year excitement, and then it goes away. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a necessity. I see it in a lot of ways. Uh, but as a viewer, um, I think they put way too many hours of it on TV yesterday than, uh, than people need to see. But obviously it's there because people want to see. So Okay. So let's talk let's talk a little bit about the draft. And I think we also need to get into free agency a bit because there's a definite connection and particularly for the Bears as they are in a true roster building stage in terms of sort of tweaking maybe the final stages of the roster. So I think that the draft and free agency are very much connected. You know, a couple of years ago when we were saying, oh my God, it's crazy. Ryan Poles in his first draft 
pick Jaquan Brisker and, and Kyler Gordon, uh, you know, with his first two picks. And we're saying, well, why do we need two defensive backs, you know, as, as our first two picks? Well, the reality was it was simply based on best player available. And the guy was just trying to accumulate talent, having absolutely nothing to do with having to do with position or what they needed or whatever, because they needed everything. And I think we can agree or at least I can agree with myself that uh, you know that the roster is headed in the right direction. There are some strengths, there are some weaknesses. But I guess before we get into the full roster building thing, let's let's address number one. So, what do you think that the Bears should do if you were making the pick with the first overall pick? And what do you think the Bears will do? Two separate issues. Phil, over to you. Uh, I think I've finally uh, got into the camp that uh, what they should do and what they will do are uh, are one and the same. So what they should do is take Caleb Williams, and I'm now starting to believe that they will take Caleb Williams. But this let's never, ever forget that this is the Chicago Bears. This is a team that has, above and beyond any other team in the history of the NFL, been pretty horrendous at first-round picks uh, lasting and leaving legacies in the NFL. So uh, that being said, it would be very difficult for them to screw this up, and I think not taking Caleb Williams is a is a monumental screw-up. So I think they will accomplish it despite their past history. So that's my that's – my, uh, that's my view on the first-round pick. So I think they will take Caleb Williams – I think they will take Caleb Williams. I think they should take Caleb Williams. I am personally, and I realize this doesn't matter, and I realize that I could end up being wrong or whatever. I'm in love with the guy. The guy's an amazing player. And then you know, you look at some other things. Never missed one single snap in his college career due to injury. So obviously the guy is really good at taking care of his body, which some people aren't. He does not have significant injury wear and tear. Uh, they, I mean, they just the guy can do things that other people cannot do. And then I think as we get to know him, as we saw the two media availabilities this week, you know, particularly the one at the podium, you know, in the combine, I think he came across really, really well. It, very confident, very, you know, uh, I, I think came across as a guy who's going to be able to handle the media and the fans. Uh, he, he clearly knows that he is that he is great, or at least is projected to be great in the NFL. But I thought was you know was humble. He gave us the usual sort of prepared answers, which frankly I appreciated. That you know he he'd like to do something like Michael Jordan or Walter Payton also said that he likes deep di- deep dish pizza, which. I couldn't care less about and obviously is inaccurate for Chicago natives anyway, but just showed that he had at least prepared for the question and that he cares. He made it very clear that he is aware that the Bears are an ascending roster, something at least that I think maybe you don't. He thinks the Bears are an ascending roster and realizes that and he's potentially in a unique position not to go, for example, to where Bryce Young went last year on a horrible roster, horrible organization, and could potentially be a playoff guy, you know, his first year. So 
I feel really, really, really good about Caleb. You know, the fact that he doesn't have an agent, you know, I, I would prefer that he didn't, didn't, but there's starting to be more and more guys who don't have agents. So I'm not sure how much it bothers me, particularly because the first round salaries are all slotted anyway. So it's not like he's going to hold out or something, but um, I feel really good about Caleb. So, um, you know, I, I have no hesitation. And he has well, I mean, a red flag. First of all, full disclosure from just hanging out at the Scar Lounge and having our discussions. Full disclosure, you, you need to let our fans know about the huge man crush you do currently have on Caleb Williams. I did. I have a huge man crush. Which is similar, very similar to the one you previously had on Justin Fields. So I hope out of courtesy you somehow figure out a way to contact Justin Fields so he doesn't find out through a second source about the new man crush in your life. So that being all in with Caleb Williams, uh, yeah, I mean, everything you said points to all positives. Um, and I think, like I said earlier, I think the Bears, even the Bears, uh, can't screw this up. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You're probably going to see at least four quarterbacks take it in the first round. And in the history of the NFL, more than likely, two of the four are going to fail. So it's just, uh, or not quite be what the potential thinks they're going to be right now. So it's just trying to figure out which two of the four. Uh, but I think odds are that Caleb Williams, bar an injury, should be a success in the NFL. And I do believe uh, in disagreement that the Bears are an ascending team. They should be an ascending team. I just, with the past... Oh, 40, 50 year history of being a Bear fan. It's hard from all the abuse I've received as a fan to jump all in till I see it's all in. So when I see it on the field, uh, I'll be the biggest Bear fan out there. It's not, it's not that I'm a, a, a wagon jumper. It's, uh, it's just I'll see it when I believe it. But uh, I think they're not going to screw that up. And, uh, you know, in the first round, um, why don't we go down? Let's say the top ten picks. No, hold Steve. on, hold on. How hold on. do you think? So what do you? How do you think this is going to go? So, okay, I want to ask you a question though first. If you had to predict right now, and this is—I would not intend to go here, but if you had to predict right now what the Bears' record will be next year, what would you just pull out of a hat if you had to bet? I think they should be ten and seven, and uh, I think any worse than ten and seven is a failure somewhere, either through bad draft picks or bad coaching or something. But, but I if think you had should, to project it. 10 and 7. Okay, but if you had to project it. Well, I can't. It, it's hard to project because I don't know who's going to be on the team. So it's hard to project it. But with the draft picks they have, with the cap space they have, with the free agency that's out there and how they can manipulate that, there's no doubt this team should get enough talent to be a 10 and 7 team. And like I said, I think if they're worse – there's definitely going to be some blame to go around. And I think they also could, I don't want to use the word just as easily. I think they could also be a very surprise uh, playoff uh, a, a, a long way down the road, a long way deep into the playoff team. So they could end up, I think they could also end up 12-5. and five, And I think they could get through the playoffs. But, you know, there's a lot of talent in their division. I think they're going to have their hands full with Detroit. I think they're going to have their hands full with the Packers. Um, but it's going to be surprising. We'll see how they do. But I think anything under 10, 10 and 7 will be a huge disappointment. Okay, so you do view them as an ascending team. We now have that. We now have clarified that. 
right? Now, as far as my as far as my love, they affair, should be far, should be as far as my love affair with um with Justin Fields. Bottom line is man I, crush. I just or man crush. The bottom line is, I just wanted to win. He was the best we had, um, and he showed some signs of progress, and I wanted to win. The bottom line is I am all up for upgrading, and I do view Caleb Williams as an upgrade, and we'll, you know, we'll see what happens there. Um, but it, it, but I, I wish uh, Justin Fields well. I don't know whether he will get better or not. It depends on where he goes. And by the way, I'm getting very nervous about where he goes because, frankly, I would have thought the deal might have been done already. And I don't know what they're trying to get. I think in an ideal world, you get a second and maybe a conditional fourth or fifth. Um, and I wonder, like, what is on the table for Fields right now? Because I will be extremely disappointed if they can't get at least a second for him. But I just don't know what the market is because it's about timing. If you consider that we're in a draft where there's going to be, you know, six quarterbacks picked in the first of the first 45 and highly likely, maybe even less than that. And you consider the fact that Russell Wilson is out there. Kirk Cousins is certainly theoretically out there. You know, there's other guys out there. There may not be a huge market for for Fields, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. So with the second pick, with the number nine overall pick, here's my take on that. So I would love for them to get one of the wide receivers. Marvin Harrison Jr. will already be gone. You know, so then you go to, to Malik Neighbors, who I am starting to actually go into a trance thinking that he may be as good or or better than Harrison. Um, and then you go to um, to Romeo Dunze from Washington. But so here's where I would go. With the number nine overall pick, if a Dunze or Malik neighbors are there, I would absolutely get one of those. I would also... I would assume, here's the other thing too, the Bears clearly need an edge rusher, and, and it, there's there's a couple of edge rushers available in, um, in free agency, and I would hope that they would address that in free agency, but if, but if, if there, I probably would go for, um, for Dallas Turner from Alabama, the Alabama edge rusher, who, by the way, ran a 4-4-40 yesterday, the fastest edge rusher time ever, and the guy looks absolutely amazing. Even if they did get, for example, Danielle Hunter from, uh, from Minnesota in free agency, I still would probably go and get Dallas Turner if he was there and the other two receivers were off the board. But based on the receiver situation in free agency, I probably would, would address the edge rusher thing and hope that one of the receivers um, is there in, um, you know, hope one of the receivers is there at number nine. I might even go as far to, to trade up to get it based on what you get from fields, because right now the bears don't have a second of a sixth or a seventh. So they don't have a lot of picks, but what would you do with the, uh, with that second round with that second pick? Well, you know, the second pick meaning number nine overall, I think you're, I think, you know, once you take Caleb Williams, finding a compliment to his skill uh, is not with an edge rusher. Uh, so it's definitely with a receiver. So I think you have to first and foremost find a compliment to, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime, hopefully, quarterback. 
So, you know, that's the wide receiver. But, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think, uh, you know, Dallas Turner is going to last to the ninth pick. I just don't think. I think he might last to the eighth pick, but I don't think he's going to last. I think Atlanta might grab him. Um, but I think Jared Verse uh, would be a great substitute uh, as an edge rusher. Um, you know, he did a 4 5 40. Um, He's, uh, you know, he wouldn't be, uh, you know, too far down from Dallas Turner. But Dallas Turner is a freak athlete as an edge rusher. But, you know, I'm going to throw something in here, Stephen. I don't know if you've thought of this. I think the biggest mystery that could throw the whole first round out of whack, especially the first top ten picks, because it would really mix things up. And that's if J.J. McCarthy gets taken in the first five picks, let's say. Yeah. Far-fetched, but it could happen. And if you get J.J. McCarthy um, in the first five picks, uh, you know, and I, I kind of did my own mock thing, and I picked, I, you know, I got Williams and then, you know, Daniel and May at 2-3, one way or the other. Yep. And a possibility of J.J. McCarthy. Now, um, you know, that had, you know, and I'm looking at possibly a trade with Atlanta. Some team could be the Giants. Uh, but some team trading to take Atlanta's pick. And if that happens, now you got maybe Marvin Harrison going fifth. You got Turner six. I got, uh, you know, I think this offensive tackle alt out of Notre Dame is going to go high. And then you got an Odunje that could easily. Then you got Neighbors and Odunje getting down to eighth and ninth. And I think that could happen. But I think J.J. McCarthy getting picked in the first five picks will really throw that off. For the Bears, well, give them. It's not even now. They got now. They'll have now. They'll get a chance at a wide receiver or an edge rusher, and then they got to make that decision because then one of the top guys in each of those positions will be available. So I wouldn't expect that McCarthy would be in the top five unless there's a trade. I mean, the way that I mean, again, right, my, right. I, I got I, I got a thought in there with a trade. There's no doubt about it. It wouldn't be Atlanta taking him straight up. Well, I, I think that Arizona appears to be a ready-made spot. For, for Marvin Harrison. And then you got the Chargers after that. Now, I would not be surprised in, at all because they have a lot of needs. Um, and I don't think there's any question that Harbaugh is going to build around offensive and defensive line. So he may take the... Um, you know, he may take the tackle from from Oregon or, you know, you had mentioned the, uh, you know, Joe Alt from, you know, from Notre Dame. So I think those are possible, but I wouldn't, I, I could imagine him trading back. My sleeper for J.J. McCarthy, and our producer Bear will find this to be interesting, is the New York football giants at number six. Because clearly they're going to go into the season with Daniel Jones as their starter. If there's one of these guys who, to me, could really use a sort of redshirt year or backup year, it's definitely J.J. McCarthy. I mean, I'm a little... He, he looked good in the combine, you know, so it didn't do anything to hurt him, certainly. But if you could imagine a guy standing with a clipboard for a year, figuring things out, and then being a starter after that, um, the Giants cannot cut um, Daniel Jones, you know, based on his contract situation this year. But they could cut him after, you know, after next season. So the reality is, why not have McCarthy there? Even if Daniel Jones has a decent year, frankly, he could be a trade asset. Um, and even and if you had to take a hit on his salary, you're going to need a rookie contract 
quarterback. So I would not be surprised. I think that J.J. McCarthy, it appears, has separated himself as the fourth quarterback pick. That I So I agree with you that he could go there. I think Tennessee also might look to trade back because they're just terrible. And again, I would think that they're probably a candidate for you know, offensive and defensive line. I don't see them picking a, a quarterback. And then, um, you know, Atlanta, they might take an edge or or they might take one of the wide receivers. And then, you know, we hope that, um, you know, that Malik Neighbors or Adunze, you know, is there at nine. So, you know, I don't know. So get, what was your, what's your trade prediction? What were you thinking there for McCarthy well, to go I mean, in the top five? Saying, I think McCarthy's going to go, yeah, I don't say what I think. I'm saying I think he's the one player that could throw the draft, you know, up for grabs if he goes in the top five. You know, I'm just saying he might go, you know, if Zona does a trade with the Giants and the Giants get their pick and then, you know, the Giants take McC- I don't know. You know, I think I think the way I got my draft, I don't think the Giants are gonna get McCarthy without doing some horse trading because I think you know, you might think I'm crazy, but I think at the 11th pick, <clears throat> I think Minnesota will take McCarthy straight up if he's available. So that's, you know, that would be another great place to land him and let him learn behind Cousins if they keep Cousins. Um, but that's just a guess of mine to J.J. McCarthy if things just play out. And once again, it, you know, I got it playing out with, the three quarterbacks going, and then I got Harrison going, and then I got, you know, Malik Neighbors or Adonze going to Chargers in Washington, either one. Then I got all going to Tennessee because, like you said, they need help on the offensive line. And then you got, you know, you got Dallas Turner and you got Jared Verse at eight and nine, you know, one or the other. But they're, uh, I think those will be the two, uh, the two edge rushers taken. The first two edge rushers will be those two guys. But. It's just a matter of how it plays out. But if McCarthy gets picked, that's going to throw all that off kilter, but it's going to throw the Bears into a situation where one of those wide receivers, either Neighbors or Adunia, is going to get down to nine along with at least one of those edge rushers, and then they're going to have to make a choice. Well, I think also in terms of edge rushers, um, Latou from uh, you know from UCLA is clearly a potential um, – top 10 pick as well so and and could even potentially get picked before Dallas Turner but where I do agree with you here's here's the reality I don't the way that if you assume that that JJ McCarthy is trending in the direction that he is and I do assume that one thing we know is he is not going to get past 14 because you know without trades you have Minnesota at you have Minnesota at 11 you have the Broncos at, um, you know, you have the you have the Broncos and by, oh here's another one. So you've got the Jets at ten, and although I think the Jets have offensive line needs, so they're not going to pick a quarterback. So let's just take them out of you know out of uh, out of play. But again, um, you know, and you've got um, Aaron Rodgers for another year, maybe two, but still not a bad place for McCarthy to go. But they're going to go all offensive line. But then you've got the Patriots at eleven. Or excuse me, you have Minnesota at 11, and they don't, you know, they right now don't have a quarterback basically, and and even if they get 
um, Cousins back. He's probably a couple of year guy. Then you've got the Broncos at 12. You got the Raiders at 13 and you got the Saints at 14. And I could see any of them taking McCarthy. So there's no way that he's going to get any further than that. If you assume that he's trending in the direction that he is. Um, so let's talk about free agency a little bit, but I guess before we talk about that and we don't, I don't know that we need to do a deep dive on free agency. And it's funny that free agency starts here next week and we're not even talking about it, that we've sort of skipped ahead to the draft. What do you see the bears primary needs? Um, you know, what do you see the bears primary needs just overall from a position standpoint, because clearly from a position targeting standpoint, that is where you're going to go in free agency. And let me give you mine first. I mean, clearly they need a center and whether or not they draft one, I would not want to have a rookie quarterback and a rookie center. So, um, you know, whether they go out and um, draft a center or not, you would think they're going to get a quality center in free agency. But if you look at the wide receiver position right now, the only guys on the entire roster are DJ Moore, Travis Scott, who is not does not appear to be very good at catching, although you know wouldn't give him a little more time. And he was the uh, fourth round pick out of Cincinnati last year. And then Valus Jones Jr., who has been nothing but terrible, and I'll be disappointed if he even makes the roster. Other than that, they have no other wide receivers even on the roster. So they're gonna have to they're gonna need four or five more guys just to fill out the wide receiver room. They're gonna need to bring 10 guys to camp. So they're clearly gonna use at the very least one more of those picks at wide receiver, and they're gonna go out and sign a bunch of kind of mid mid-tier. Um, you know, kind of mid-tier $5 million wide receivers in free agency. So you got center, wide receiver. Um, they certainly need some other help, interior offensive line, because if you look at Nate Davis um, and also Tevin Jenkins, both of those guys at the guard position have had a tendency to get injured and they really don't have any depth in there. Um, you could, you know, certainly you can always use more depth on the defensive line, but what do you see their needs from a position standpoint, which would seem to indicate where they will go in free agency? Uh, and not to mention an edge rusher that I didn't even mention. Um, and Daniel Hunter would be actually the first guy that I would go out and get. You need these other things, but I would go out and get Daniel Hunter. But what do you think in terms of position um, of need? Well, I, I, I don't agree that the center is of critical need because they I think they get a center. But, you know, back to the first, you know. Well, they don't have one. Wrong, but I don't think they got it. They don't, they, have, they don't have a second-round pick. No, I get it. But they don't have a second-round pick. So um, they're only going to get one or the other in the ninth pick. They can't get two in the ninth pick. So they're either going to get an edge rusher, in my opinion, or they're going to get a wide receiver. So whichever one they don't get, I think, both those positions are critical, and I think their first free agency uh, priority ought to be to fill that fill one of those. So they have their edge rusher, and they have their wide receiver. But free agency, but let me just jump in on you. But free agency is right. first. So they're going to have to right. make a decision no, I get it. first. Right. Right, I get that. So they make that decision, and then they, they will have, at ninth pick, no matter what, there will be a wide receiver available and there will be a edge rusher available. It might not be what you want. I think they got better odds of getting a very good edge rusher at nine than they do one of the top wide receivers because they could, 
you know, there's three top wide receivers. They could easily all be gone, um, you know, by the ninth pick. But I think there'll still be an edge rusher available. So, you know, free agency, if you're going to play that game, then I think they go get a wide receiver at free agency, and they use the ninth pick for the edge rusher. Because, like I said, they could all be gone. You know, there's a guy out there that a lot of people haven't looked at as far as wide receiver. There's a guy, I think he was at LSU, a guy named Brian Thomas. Um, Love that guy. This guy ran a this guy ran a four three forty. Um, he's not even sniffed at in the top ten. Um, you know, there's a guy that you could go and uh, you know go and grab and you know and, and get him in the draft and then use your free agency for an, uh, a, a, another edge rusher. I don't know. I, I like the edge rushers that are in the draft. I think they'll end up with a very high quality pick, a high quality uh, athlete at that point. But it's uh, yeah, it's. The free agencies, but I think those are the three positions they ought to deal with in the beginning. The quarterback, the wide receiver, and the edge rusher. And then I think move on. They've got plenty of draft capital. they got plenty of, I mean, uh, cap space. You know, they have plenty of opportunities to fill in uh, centers and other needs uh, that I think they'll still get uh, do fine with. But you well, know, all opinion, I'm saying is opinion of the they're going to have – they're going to have to bring in volume at wide receiver, as I mentioned. Um, the the issue right, is, I get it, I get it. I don't think any of the other guys, although I I love some of these guys, you know, Brian Thomas from um, from LSU, you know, I like a lot. Troy, you know, Troy Franklin um, from Oregon, got to got to look at him and the combine stuff this weekend. So I've got little recency bias um, related to him. I actually I'm struggling to remember, but the other guy, not the guy that ran the four two two at Texas, that guy looks really interesting to me. So there's there's a bunch of stuff out there, um, but we'll see what happens. And Phil, by the next time we get together, we will have answers on. Many of these questions, we will definitely have answers on some of the free agency questions, um, and we will likely have an answer on the draft question as well. So, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for being with us. We're good today. Episode forty eight is uh, is in the books. Cigars and Sports Chicago. I'm Steve. He's Phil. Phil, say goodbye. Out. Thanks. See you soon. soon.